It's officially grilling season at the Home Depot. So don't miss Memorial Day savings on grills happening now so you can celebrate with a backyard barbecue for the whole block. Step up your grill game and serve up a feast with the next grill four burner gas grill with durability to last summer after summer. On special buy, only $199. Get ready for a whole summer of entertaining at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keslowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boutique Penske cars crash. Caution is on the speedway. The winner of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. Checkered flag is waving at the start finish line, and Christopher Bell is a winner in the NASCAR Cup Series. The second win in his career. William Byron scores the win here tonight at the Homestead Miami Speedway. And awesome job. Awesome job, guys. Kyle Larson down the Nella straightaway. What an afternoon for the five. He wins in the Pennzoil 400 in dominating style. Here he comes up off of turn number four. Checkered flag in the air. Five races in 2021. Five different winners to start off the season. Truex wins. Here's Ryan Blaney making a statement today. A great run and a lot of patience this afternoon. Ryan Blaney wins the Folds of Honor QT500. Joey Logano will be the first driver in a half century to win on dirt in NASCAR's Cup Series as he wins the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. Alex Bowman coming out of nowhere on the last restart when it mattered the most, comes up and picks up the win. And Brad Keselowski has picked up the win. Career win number 35 for Brad Keselowski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Motor Mouse. That was a great look at all the winners this year. We've had a lot of them. Yes, Scott we have. Dale Jarrett, myself. We are real Motor Mouse today. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating watching when you see it and you realize we've only had one repeat winner. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's just been an incredible start to the year. Who, you know, last year was a crazy year with, their, with the way they raced. But this year you thought, okay, they'll calm down. There'll be some semblance of calmness to the, to the cup schedule. But no, it is hard for me to believe that each week somebody rises above everybody else and it's not been really anybody but Truex that has done it a couple of times. Yeah, I think what's so impressive is is that you look at the list that hasn't won yet yeah, that yeah. we know is going to or the yeah. potential is high every single week for them to win and, and to add to this list. So nine in ten weeks uh, or ten races, that, that's pretty incredible and and. Just anxious to see, is there going to be that person? Denny Hamlin has obviously been the most consistent runner inside that top five with opportunities to win multiple races. Will he continue that, uh, or can he get that first win this weekend? So will we have 16 winners? Will we have more than 16 winners? <laughs> Shoot. I, listen. Before, at, before the playoffs. At, before at, the playoffs. Yeah. At this rate, we're on, a, we're on, on track for about 20 different winners. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what? Yeah. Was it 20, 26 races to the playoff? That we may end up with twenty-five or twenty-six winners. <laughs> I have no idea because the way these races play out, and the way you, you keep waiting for for Harvick to step up, Kyle Busch to step up, the eleven of, of Denny Hamlin to step. You know, and and there's so much talk about Bubba Wallace and some of these new teams. You keep waiting for them. If all these guys hit somewhere, 
somewhere, then yeah, yeah we, we stand the chance of having 17 or 18 different winners, I think. Yeah, every time that I think that it's gonna that we're gonna hit around 14, that it's gonna stop there. But then all of a sudden, I think about the different road courses, the new venues yeah. at Coda yeah. and Road America, and yep. then the last race before the playoffs is Daytona, where, yep. as we know, anybody can win. So uh, that makes yeah. me think that we easily can get to that 16 number. And, and you don't, I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you always have one or two wild card winners. And we've already had Michael McDowell and Christopher Bell, two new winners this year, you know, that have popped in. You've got Kyle Larson who came back. He's jumped in. That's three out of what we've had now that we didn't have last year to add to that list. So if you just take last year's list and add those three, then, yeah, we're, we're in that mix. We've yeah. got some practice, the new tracks. We've got some practice coming up. Who, who would that help? Who would that yeah. hurt? We've got some qualifying in those races also. If, you, if we had a qualifying position here and somebody was going to sit on the pole for being the first caller, who would that be? <laughs> um, out of, probably out of Ohio. NASCAR. NASCAR. There he is. All right, NASCAR. <laughs> we've, we've awarded you the pole winner. You're up. What you got? All right. I want to talk about a fella from my hometown, Akron, Ohio, Matt Colleague. They announced that they're going to go cup racing in 2022. Uh, do we, would we feel that A.J. Allmendinger will be the one to get that ride? And what would be some real, uh, realistic expectations for them next year? Wow. Well, go ahead. That's a that's a great question. Everything yeah, that he that put is. in it. First off, it's great to see. Matt Colleague's done a lot for this sport, and obviously the Xfinity Series in particular uh, so far. But it's nice to see that he's built this up, a uh, well-run organization. Uh, they, they do a lot of good things, and they have you know a lot of good drivers. And But the question about will A.J. be that driver, um, I, I think if he – he seems to be – and Matt Collins, who I'm speaking of, that he uh, really – uh, likes loyalty, and I think that he'll promote from within, and, and A.J. seems to be that natural one. Yeah, you know, and that's a great point. That, that, that is a great point. I, I think, you know, but Matt's the kind of guy who may come with two teams the first year. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and that, that's your point. You know, he comes with a veteran and A.J. Amendinger, and then he brings one of his other drivers. What I do like, what I do like is that Matt has followed the plan or it seems to follow the plan that NASCAR laid out all those years ago. Start an Xfinity team, yeah. move it into a cup team. Yeah. A new owner coming to the cup side. That's what has to be exciting. As we look at the sport, and you've got the 80-year-old Richard Petty's and the, and the Rick Hendrick and the Jack Roush's and the Joe Gibbs's, we need these guys to come along. So that, to me, is as exciting as anything uh, about this, this announcement. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was interesting. He said that we're going to have one cup team full-time for sure. We might have two. Yeah. I mean, he threw it out there. We yeah. might yeah. have two. He said he wasn't worried about getting a charter. He said he yeah. wasn't losing sleep over that. So uh, what will be interesting to me for, for a guy like Matt Collig is this free agency this year I think is going to be crazy. I think that there are a lot of drivers that are going to be in different places. Could he possibly find a way – just think this through for just a moment. Could he possibly find a way to get a, a, an, an established guy, a guy that's winning races right now, and find a way to bring him into that company as a part owner? Yeah. And yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Think about Tony Stewart and what he's done. Yeah, at, yeah. No, no. Right? So, so could Matt Colley pull something off like that? And a guy like Matt, he'll roll the dice. Yeah. Like yeah. He'll, he'll try to make something happen. I think, I mean, I think A.J. Allmendinger would be a great pick if – 
AJ Armendinger wants to do it. Yeah, because yes. you guys know as well as I do, he he likes Xfinity Series. Yeah. It's twenty percent the pressure yeah. of a Cup yeah. Series. Yeah. And would AJ want to do it? But with the schedules, with all the road courses and the super speedways, AJ Armendinger would be a really good pick. Great yeah, and Matt Collig has, I mean, he is a proven, really good businessman. Uh, that's yeah. how where he made his money to get in this. But he's built this from the ground up, uh, kind of piece by piece. And now he's waiting until a season to where we've got a new car coming yeah. and uh, things are going to be more Great equal. Point supposedly cheaper uh, uh, in the long run here. So that might free up yeah. dollars to do that. So that's a great point that you bring out that, you know, he might be willing to, to yeah. make that move. And a new car, if you, if you talk to the owners and listen to what NASCAR says, they had hoped that the new car would bring new owners. They had yeah. hoped that the reorganization and the alignment of the race teams and everything would bring new owners. And uh, that, listen, I'm excited about it. I, I really, because we're headed, we're not headed from, you know, this 36 cars to 15 cars, we're headed from 36 to 46 cars. We're headed up, not yeah. down. The yeah. field's going to be more competitive. More competitive. A lot more competitive. You know, and, and think about this also, you know, College Racing is right there in Welcome, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Richard Childress is right there in yeah. Welcome, North Carolina. Track House is right oh, there yeah. in North Carolina. Right there in Welcome, North Carolina. So you potentially could see five cup teams run out of that complex yes. where Richard Childress Great Racing point. is. Yeah. So yeah. not only... Do you bring Call again? Not only is Trackhouse doing a good job, all that elevates Richard Childress Racing. So you sure. might see potentially a power shift in how yeah. RCR can can perform next year with this new car. It's just it's next year is going to be fascinating. Yes, it's it really is going to be, be fascinating. Yeah. It is good question, Carl. Yeah, that was, that was a good question. That was a good. That was a good start, man. Good so start. what's what's always fun about Wednesdays is we normally disagree with Dustin Long in his power <laughs> Last week we we got on him about. We thought there were some guys in there that we didn't think should be in there. Yep. This week, Dustin Long is power rankings after Talladega. Kyle Busch is out. Denny Hamlin first. William Byron. William yeah. Byron second. Mm-hmm. Martin Truex third. But look at that. Kevin Harvick tenth. What do you guys think of Dustin's power rankings this week? How, how, do, how does he come up with the power rankings? Because here's a guy that had two pit road penalties that is our number one in the power ranking, and a guy that's won two races is number three in the power <laughs> ranking. So I, I don't quite understand the process. He's awarding uh, Denny for his consistency. and his Consistently speeding on pit road? His, <laughs> yes. Is that what we're... I, I'm sorry, I'm not picking on Denny. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I, I look at them, and, and I do. I question, you know, you, Kevin Harvick, I, I'm sorry. You know, how can he be... That's not a power team right now. So, and he didn't show me anything at Talladega that should have moved him, put him in a place And when I look at some of that stuff. Um, and I know that, that Alex Bowman has, has won a race, but honestly, I guess I look at the power rankings a little bit different because I look at them globally over the course of seven or eight races, not over one race. So yeah. I, I'm probably out in left field. You know, I like William Byron there. I, I still question him with you that – uh, and Denny's done a great job, but uh, the only person to win two races uh, just because he hadn't had the, you know two races since then, uh, since he got that second win, had, it, they haven't been stellar, but it's not like he's run bad in, in yeah. Truex. So why isn't he the number one guy? Um, and, and something I found fascinating at Talladega was that I saw two drivers that they always race hard, but at, at Talladega, they're not who you see up fighting and clawing through a good portion of the race, trying to make it like 
they now realize that that might be their chance to win, and that was Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Yeah. They, they, it was like they were Great attacking point. that more as their opportunity to get a win, yeah. where in years past, it was an opportunity yeah. for them just to get some points uh, and, and not have a bad day. Uh, but that, that made it interesting uh, yeah. to me to that watch that. Point. That's a great point. You know, somebody that wasn't in that top ten is defending champion Chase Elliott. Yeah. Mm. You know, Chase Elliott's not in the top no. ten. They've not gotten off to the start that, that I think we all assume. They got red hot at the end of last year. They got red yes, hot. They did. But they haven't shown that this year. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about Kevin Harvick's troubles. We've talked a lot about Kyle Busch's troubles. Do we put uh, Chase Elliott in that same conversation? Like, what are they – is it time to hit the panic button for them? Where are they? How much improvement do they need to do? Well, his three teammates have won. You yeah. Know, when we talk, you know, know. We, we thought Hendrick, I really thought that they were going to be extremely good coming to start this year just because of what we saw at the end of last year, especially from Chase. But the others ran well, too. Uh, but William Byron's been impressive. And, and you know, it, it's not an impressive that he's going out and leading the most laps and doing all of that. But he's right there every single week at every different type of track. He's been a factor and been right there in, in the mix. So uh, uh, I think that, that there's some more. It's always hard to come out after you win that championship, man, and, and be focused. And, and plus, you know, when you, when you have winning stuff – and both of you have been in this position, uh, uh, you with Frankie, uh, you with Gary, and me with Todd Parrott. We've all been there. When we had our the stuff, well, the rest of the competition is working really hard to catch up, and all of a sudden they've passed you, and now you've been sticking with what was working for yeah. you, and you don't know how to, to go back yeah. and, and catch up and get back ahead. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. I, you know, you talk about Chase, and, and the, the thing is, you're right, they've just not hit it. They, they're just a beat behind for some reason. Um, but the organization has hit it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the plus side of Hendrick Motorsports over Stuart Haas Racing. They've not, you know, as, as, we talk, as we try to compare some of these guys with each other, these guys at least know. And, again, we've all drove. When you look across the table and you see your teammates running good, yeah. You got to look in the mirror when you go uh, yeah. home. Yeah. At, at some point right. in time, you got to look in the mirror and look at your team. It's hard. You mentioned William Byron. I wrote some. I wrote some stuff down about William Byron. So eight straight races with a finish or eighth or better. He's led races in five of the last eight races. He has a win. Uh, and going this weekend, he has three straight top tens at Kansas. So what's the difference? What? So new crew chief Rudy Frugal yeah. came yeah. in. But, you know, the best crew chief in the truck series for a long time. Yeah. Uh, not only was a crew chief, he, he really helped manage KBM, Kyle Busch Motorsports. But on top of that, when those when, when he and William Byron were together, they were magic in the truck yes. series. Yeah. But it's a truck series. And, yeah. Right? But, and now this is Cup. And that same thing is happening yeah. in Cup. Is yeah. that the difference for William Byron? I think so. I, I think so. Listen, you, you, you mentioned crew chiefs we had. Mm-hmm. We all had crew chiefs we worked really well together. And we all had crew chiefs we couldn't communicate with. Yep. I mean, for some reason, we just spoke different languages. And, and I think we've seen it with other drivers. Um, I, I think when Joey Logano jumped in that 20 car with Zipidelli, Zipidelli was still Tony Stewart's crew chief. He was never yeah. Joey Logano's crew chief. Once Joey Logano went to Penske and got a crew chief that was his guy, and they believed in each other, we see Joey Logano. Okay, William Byron's the same way. I think William Byron is back on familiar ground, back with a familiar voice on the radio, back with a familiar philosophy. And when you have that familiar, familiarity and, and you look at it, that breeds confidence. Yeah. You know, I know when I hear Dale Jarrett over my radio, I'm, I'm going to take it up a notch because I've got confidence in what Dale Jarrett's telling me. And I, I think that's what we see from, 
from William, maybe a little bit more, is that confident walk through the garage area before he even gets in the car. Yeah. Communication and trust, to me, uh, in that position. You, you try to create that a lot, and so many times you think that, oh, this person over here is who I need. And sometimes it just comes out of the blue. I don't know that any of us yeah. picked, you know, whenever we had our most success, picked that person that we thought that was it. But uh, it just happens that way. And that's where William Byron is. He has complete trust uh, in yeah. that organization, what they're doing now and what Rudy does for him. And, and that that you can't substitute anything else other than really fast race cars. And if you had 50 extra horsepower, uh, you can't yeah, put something true. else better than having that trust in that man that's making all the calls. So I think, I think also William Byron clearly was involved in that decision. Mm. Like yeah. William Byron, yes. I don't know if he was the first one to mention his right. name, but clearly, William Byron has worked with him. Yeah. They've spent time together. He and Rudy spent a lot of time together. He had to, he had to be heavily involved in bringing Rudy to yeah. that organization. Yeah. And I think ownership matters, too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, a lot of times when you're the driver, you know, there's a saying, sit down, shut up, and drive. Right? Well, when, you, when, when the people around you have that attitude about you, and I'm yeah. not saying they did. Yeah, I'm no, not no, saying I that. But, if they, but it's completely different when you say, that's my guy. We're yeah. going to go to battle with him. Now you have ownership in that. Yeah. Right. And, and I, think, I personally think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I think it holds you responsible. You, 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 it, I, don't, I hate to say you try harder, yeah. but it matters even that yeah. much more, even though it matters a lot already. Yeah, yeah. and he's also growing up, William Byron. He was very young, and, and racing experience-wise, yeah. he's getting a lot of that now. Okay, so two, two things. We all know. When we drove cars, if we made a suggestion, we were going to drive the wheels off of it. <laughs> That's right. I mean, because it was our suggestion. Right. So that could that could be a little bit of William too. But at the same time, I think it if if he did have a lot of input in this suggestion, that shows the confidence that Rick Hendrick has in his decision making ability, and shows that he's in this for the long haul with William Byron to say, "I'll give you whatever it takes. You just tell me." And that shows that's got to be a confidence boost for a driver too. Well, and I don't think we I don't think we should dismiss the uh, Chad and Alice in a management oh, yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. So yes. now exactly. we, we Chad's success as a crew chief started yeah. to waver. There's no question that happens. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I have a feeling knowing Chad, he's yeah. pushing hard. Like yeah. he's making everybody get a little bit more out of everything. And you guys know it's. You know, we talk about the big stuff, and t typically it's doing all the little stuff it's right. Little you stuff. do all the little stuff right. And I have a feeling Chad's pushing yeah. pushing a lot of buttons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you look at him there in that position and, and Rick Hendrick, uh, what he's done over the years uh, with his drivers being with him for a long time. When you look at this four-driver lineup that they have there, you wonder how many years those four are going to be Pretty there good. together yeah. at Hendrick yeah. Motorsports. I mean, we could be looking definitely eight, ten yeah. years uh, down the road yeah. that these are the same four. Yeah, a lot of people said, oh, finally we're getting rid of Chad. We don't have to race against him. <laughs> Little did they know he was taking over everything. Everybody. We've got to race against That's four right. of them. Yeah, now that four. Was it. Yeah, that's um, it. Four Chad's cars. Well, you, you mentioned, mentioned great drivers. Well, one of the very best plate racers, uh, Brad Keselowski, he's going to join us next. It's going to be really fun talking to him about those last few laps. Can't wait to talk to him. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. 
Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. NBC Sports Championship season presented by American Express continues with the Kentucky Derby back at its rightful spot the first Saturday of May. It all starts 2.30 Eastern on NBC. And to celebrate its return to May, we have a little surprise here. We do have a little surprise. I, f- I feel like, i got to be honest with you, I feel like Bob Barker and Carol <laughs> Merrill here. And if you don't know who Bob Barker is, people, Google it. Google it. Let's make a deal. And box number one, we have the Kentucky Derby, Saturday, May 21st, or Saturday, May 1st. 2020, the mint julep kit. Oh! So. Listen, this stuff comes in a box. I'm used to a brown bag, so I'm not used to this. Limited edition mint julep kit. <laughs> Look at that. Official drink of the Kentucky Derby, of course. How about that? And it plays music. And it plays music, man. Well, you get two cups, you get, well, the most important thing, the Woodruff Reserve right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, that's cool. And there's a little mint plant right here. If you can see the little mint plant right here in the corner, I'm sorry, I can't. Right here where my little finger is, is the little mint plant. This is a, a You're set up and ready coaster. for Saturday, aren't you? Listen, I'm out of here. There's 74 <laughs> kits, people. 74 kits. There was 75. I'm taking this one home. 74 <laughs> of them. Hold on a minute. The best part of this show is going to be the fight when we're off air. Who gets <laughs> to keep that thing? We ought, oh, we ought to put that on air. This is a cool idea, man. This is a cool idea. Next, nah, never mind. I'm, I, I've got a promotion for, um, for Kevin Harvick and, and his sponsor now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, they're only uh, they're only uh, seventy five of these kids. No, seventy four. <laughs> yeah, seventy four. Limited supply <laughs> at the NBCSports.com's backslash Derby at home to enter for your chance to win one. And remember, please, as always, drink responsibly. Always. I just wanted to play that one more time. Just one more time. I just wanted to play it one more time. Speaking of Hate drinking it. responsibly. I bet there was a little celebrating going on Sunday night, Brad Kess. How was it, man? Good, good. Hey, I, I'm entertained. Let's keep this show going. I'm just watching and having a lot of fun. I, I got to watch KP to see what he does next. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Good to see you. It's going to be more fun at about 8 o'clock around here, I have a feeling. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Brad, that was a uh, that was an incredible race Sunday. You led the most important lap, that last lap, those last several laps were crazy on that last restart. Walk us through how you how you navigated yourself through that. Well, you know, just you try to stay in position. And those races, um, you know, generally there's a lot of attrition, as you guys know. You, you get a lot of wrecks. Um, easy to kind of get yourself out of it, um, and, and you, know, you can't win a race in the garage. Um, especially not races like that. And so, you know, just trying to stay in position at all times. What do I need to do to, to be there at the end and then capitalize when it counts? And, you know, we ran in the top five a good part of the race, not all of it, but a good part of the race, scored some stage points in stage two and, and got shut out kind of in stage one. And, uh, you know, from there, it was just a matter of working with the, the other Fords and being in position at the end. And uh, when the moment came to, to capitalize, we kind of kind of struck with a really good restart, uh, from the bottom lane and then, um, you know, being able to uh, find a hole and, and capitalize on it there on the uh, this lap right here comes the white flag. So pretty cool to, to bring home number six for me at Talladega. 
Um, I hate it for Matt. I really want to see him. But, uh, you know, my, my goal is to win for us. But he'll get his one day for sure. But, uh, you know, just a, a really special day for me and important for our season to, to get a win and to get locked in the playoffs. You know, I want to go, I want to go back to a little bit earlier in the race um, when when you drove past Joey when he was in the air and you were on the flat mm-hmm. and you had cleared that wreck. You, you were past that wreck. And then they show a different angle and you are sideways and backwards. You get clipped in the right rear. Did that affect any anything to, on the car, the way the car drove? Because you came down off the flat. Yeah. Uh, did it affect the body any? Yeah, there was some pretty good damage to the right rear quarter panel, Kyle. And um, you know, the team patched it up best they could. I, I think we lost a little bit of speed in the car, probably not a ton. Uh, but certainly these cars, I mean, they're manufactured to the, the ten thousandth of an inch. And when you, you know, run another car up against them and they move uh, six inches, I would say they're far from being perfectly engineered anymore. <laughs> so uh, certainly did a little bit of uh, hurt to the car, but it, it was enough. wasn't enough that we couldn't overcome. All right, Brad. Well, on Motor Mouse, we always try to include the fans. So we have a caller, and I'm sure they have something fun to ask you. All right. Go ahead. Chandler, you got us? Margie. Who is it? Well, hello. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Kyle and Dale. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. All right. So, and also hello to Brad. Great great to talk to you. And Thank you. And from what I remember is me and my grandfather went to see you at Martinsville in 2019 during the STP 500. You did a wonderful job in that race. All right. Thank you. Okay, wait a minute. Listen, listen. That means get to the question, okay? That, right. That's that's the starting gate. Get to the question. All right, okay, Kyle. So Brad, my question. So Brad, my question to you is: With you winning Talladega, you're now tied with Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. What is your thoughts if you make it up to ten and you tie Dale Earnhardt for winning the Talladega the mm. most? What what will happen? What will you think? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if anything will really happen. <laughs> I, I don't think, well, you know, it would mean a lot to me, obviously, you know, anytime you can have your name on a list with Dale Earnhardt, you, you've done something, right? Um, and I got a long, long ways to go. I mean, I'm only at six. He was at 10, 10 wins. You know, think about that. That's 10 wins anywhere is a big deal, but 10 wins at Talladega, and that just is kind of like a head explosion for me. Uh, but I would say that uh, I, I have a chance at it. It's a pretty distant shot. Uh, I'm certainly going to try for it. I've got, you know, a number of years I've left in my career to capitalize. And, um, you know, it's not the most important thing on my radar, to be honest. I, I would much rather have another championship. But it would be a, a cool thing to, to add to the, the list of, you know, some career accomplishments for sure. Hey, Brad, uh, so it's just a, a couple of years ago, uh, and by the way, six is a magnificent number yes, uh, that a lot of us would love to, to be there, uh, but uh, you Thank were you. the man that everybody looked at uh, when you were going to Daytona and Talladega, these super speedway races. Uh, you were mm-hmm. the one uh, kind of setting the stage and, and putting it out there. If you're going to win this race, you have to beat me. But then, as we all have been through, you ran across some bad luck. It seemed like every position you got in was the wrong spot. Uh, even though you were right up yeah. front a lot of those times. You said on Sunday afternoon you had to stay the course 
uh, with that and be aggressive and do the things. Did did any of that enter your mind or you just put that aside and say, I've got to go do this my way? Yeah, I think, uh, Dale, it was, what's been really hard for me over the last four years is, quite frankly, when the, the rules package changed. Um, when the rules package changed, um, you know, the techniques had to change. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a little bit slower to adapt to it than, quite frankly, I, I would have liked. Um, and so it, it's been hard for me to kind of figure that out. And um, that doesn't mean we've had bad runs. We've had some really good runs, to be quite honest. And we've had some really good runs where, you know, bad things happen to us that, quite frankly, were not our fault at all. But then there's been some things that have happened that, you know, in retrospect, I, I, I do take blame on. And so... Uh, you know, there was a really good run of winning races on the plate tracks, I think, from 2012 through 2017. And then this uh, lull, for sure, uh, from 18 till, you know, this past weekend. So hopefully I'm, I'm back to, to having it figured out. I know I felt like I had a couple breakthroughs over the last six months and uh, tried to apply them. And, and they showed some strong results with different moves. And uh, now I'm just going to copy paste until they don't work again. <laughs> Don't change what's working, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so we have another caller, uh, Marvin Blue. What's your question for Brad? Hi, Brad. How are you, buddy? Good. Thanks for your time, Marvin. Hey, Brad, I got a question for you. So you're heading into Kansas Speedway this Sunday with a lot of momentum after your win at Talladega. And my question for you is, how do you back that up? How determined are you to get another victory this weekend at Kansas? Well, I think starting on the pole, Marvin, is, is certainly very helpful. One of the things that's interesting to me about Kansas is the way pit road works. Uh, the pit road timing line is like, I don't know, 10 foot in front of the first pit stall. So it's a pretty big advantage on pit road. Uh, and Kansas has been a good track for me. I've won two races there. Um, you know, I, I'd like to get number three. We ran, I think, third last fall and uh, maybe second, third last spring. So I had two really solid runs last year. Um, so I, I could see us putting a win together and uh, kind of taking that playoff bonus point uh, lead out of there. That would That's a really strong goal. We, we haven't had a very good last three or four races up until Talladega. Um, Martinsville was just an absolute disaster. Uh, we had a really good car and, you know, we lost power steering and um, everything kind of fell apart. And then we got wrecked. Uh, Richmond, I felt like we were one of the best cars, probably the best car at the end. Uh, but the pit road strategy had us trapped a lap down, and, and that was a, a disaster. And kind of felt like we, we gave up a win. And, uh, you know, Bristol I, on the dirt, I, I take some responsibility. I, I had our car set up the wrong way, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of coasted around to an 11th and not a very strong day. So I think the three races before, um, you know, this past win at Talladega, all three of them we had really solid cars, opportunities to win. And uh, I didn't execute on it, and, and that, that really stinks. So we, we need to, to turn that corner, and um, I'm looking forward to Kansas and, and keeping that momentum from Talladega going. Well, Marvin, I asked you about Kansas. Kansas has been a good racetrack for you, two wins. I think you finished uh, top five the last two races there. Uh, when I watch the races at Kansas, what sticks out to me is the restarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like yeah. chaos. Uh, well, I mean, tell us about how wild those restarts are and how important they are at Kansas. Yeah, you know, when NASCAR first came out with the 550 horsepower rules package, you know, honestly, I was not a, a big fan. Um, but there are some tracks where I feel like it has done really well at, and Kansas is one of them. 
Uh, it, it's really opened up the racing to, to multiple grooves, uh, better passing, better restarts, all those things. Um, it, it's been a strength for this rules package, I think, uh, and the raceability. So uh, Kansas, to me, has become one of the better racetracks with these rules that, that I enjoy going to now. Well, Brad, thank you for joining us, buddy. It's fun watching you. I mean, you are truly, yeah. your plate stuff, yep. man, is so much fun to watch. And, and uh, you're teaching a lot of people how to do it. Six wins. I know, you, I know that wasn't on your, on yep. your list, but enjoy it, because I can tell you there's zero here. I think there's zero there. How many of you got at Talladega? I, a couple zero. at least. Couple. Zero. So, so you've done better oh, than the three Dale's of us combined. Won. I know Dale's won Talladega. I watched Dale win. <laughs> well, you heard me. I said how many. How <laughs> many. We asked him how many. That's right. That was fun well, to watch, Sunday. Congrats, though, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know what? Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, take over the coverage here pretty soon and keep up the good work. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys, man. All right. Well, we always, we want to yep. keep, you know, we want to, if you guys have any questions, call in. You see the number right there. Please call in. And Those are good calls, man. Yeah. They're all good calls. Yeah. Really good That's calls. That's good. Yeah. We, we, we want, listen, the show is for you guys. And, yes. and the more you call in, the happier you are. So you see the number there? <laughs> Give us a call. We'll be back in just a minute. Let's go to break. <laughs> this summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Parts.com, take one. Same energy, same cadence. Don't move, don't lean, don't block the dot-com. I got it. Action. Order from carparts.com today, and I'll deliver your parts in the 34. Nope. I'll give you a ride to work. Wrong. I'll install the part for you. Michael, no. And I'll even get Mac to mow your lawn. What? Hi, I'm Daytona 500 champion Michael McDowell. Carparts.com is the smartest way to get the right part at the right price to get your car back on the road. Perfect. I'm so good that it's seamless, you don't even know. <laughs> you got the last one. That was right. good, man. That was good. Very good. Hey, buddy, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're, we're good. having a great time. I hope you are. It was. Uh, you were uh, once again found a way at Talladega to get yourself right in the hunt with a chance to win that race. Uh, tell us about your day. Yeah, it, it was a really smooth day. Um, you know, we were able to get stage points uh, in those first two stages. Uh, get ourselves in position there with that that green white checkered and you know I, I did feel really good coming off of turn four bot to you know possibly put a, a race winning move on brad and um, as we got to the dog leg you know it just uh, all started to uh, come together a little bit of run with the 24 and you know brad just did a good job of of not only uh, pulling off and not letting me suck him back but uh, pick up william byron and take the momentum so you only get one shot there and, and Brad predicted what I was going to do pretty well. And, um, you know, I watch it back and I wish I would have done a couple things differently. But 
Um, we had a shot at it in the Love's Travel Stop Ford Mustang, so really thankful about that. And um, you know, it's anytime you have a shot at it, it's uh, it's a good day. Michael, it's been a, a couple of months uh, since that big win, and and you just said you never can say it enough or hear it enough uh, when you're a Daytona 500 champion. But uh, it, it does bring you some more things. How's it been? Uh, obviously. The team, I think, that has overachieved more than anyone else uh, with you as the driver and, and everything going on there with your team. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, it's so much fun. And, you know, the confidence and the momentum that we gained from that you know, Daytona 500 victory is is huge. And then, you know, all the things that come with it, you know, for our partners and, and you know, for, you know, all the people that are really working hard back at the shop, for them to experience that and celebrate you know, it just gives them that extra step and that motivation when you're in the shop to go that extra mile to get that extra bit. And, you know, everybody's been working so hard at front row and really overachieving all year. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a dream come true for me. You know, we're still, we know who we are as a race team and, and we know we still have a, a lot of battles that we got to that a climb, but it's it's nice to have some results and, and to have the camaraderie that we have inside the uh, the shop and inside the team is has been really rewarding. Hey, I want to go back to, to Sunday here. I want you to take me through, um, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I got up like in the last five or six laps of, of segment two. I got up and changed my pants three times because I was watching you with Brad, <laughs> Brad pushing you. And you said you had a good, it was a pretty uneventful race. I thought you were going to end up in Birmingham one time going into turn three. That thing was so sideways and backwards. Take me through what it's like when somebody's pushing you like that. And those things jump because when you can see them on TV, it's big movement. It's a big movement. What does that feel like? Yeah, it feels like what it looks like. Uh, you know, Brad was giving me some good shoves. And, you know, when you get somebody locked on your bumper like that, um, the little bit of movement in the steering wheel, it'll dump over on the left rear and want to shoot to the right, or it'll dump over on the right rear and want to shoot to the left. And there was times I was literally just holding the wheel straight, even though the car wasn't going straight. I knew that I couldn't turn left or right because, you know, you're going to slide off of that bumper. And, and so it's definitely intense. You know, this package in particular, you got to be so aggressive with the push. Um, and when you do get locked on somebody's bumper, but they're not easy to drive. They're dancing around like crazy. Um, as you can see, you know, there's, there's, it's just hard to hold on to. And, and my car at times was really loose. Um, but there at the end, you would just kind of found that timing and, and how hard you could push and, and not push too far where, you know, you get the guy so loose that you get disconnected. So, Michael, I have a theory about where you guys are as a team and what you're looking for. And I want you to tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. So, you're in the playoffs. You know you're in the playoffs. Daytona 500 win. So when I look at the playoffs and I look at the second round, I feel like you could get through the second round of that playoffs because of the racetracks that are in that. So have you guys looked at that in that fashion, and do you have a plan to try to get through that first round? Because you got Talladega and you have the Roval. You're a really good road racer and you're a really good uh, super speedway racer. How do you get through that first round so you can take advantage of what you're so good at? Yeah, for sure. We, we look at it the same way. You know, we know that first round is going to be tough. Um, but that second round, there is some opportunity for us to uh, to really challenge. And and so you look at it as you just got to be as prepared as possible, you know, for that first round. But also, too, is we got to maximize stage points and we got to get another victory so that we have a little bit of a buffer, you know, going into that first round. So when we look at Coda and we look at Road America, Indianapolis and Daytona Fourth of July, those 
those aren't necessarily must wins, but for us to make it to round two, we need those points. And so, um, you know, we're going to be aggressive all year to try to get as many of those points as we can, knowing that that first round for sure is going to be for us, you know, those tracks are probably the toughest. My, you talk about the success and the things that it brings, obviously sponsorship and dollars coming in to your race team, uh, more support uh, from the manufacturer. Does, uh, is that helping you and, and your team uh, improve your program at all the different types of tracks? Yeah, it helps in all the areas. You know, I feel like, you know, Daytona was um, what we needed as an organization to kind of take that next level. But last year, at the end of the season, we were building towards running in the top 15 consistently. So it's not a complete surprise to us this year. But once you have those you know, results and you start to be able to have that momentum, everything starts falling together. And, and like you said, with the manufacturers, with Ford support and you know, sim time and all the tools that we have there, uh, with partners coming on board like carparts.com, um, you know, all those things help our race team and that helps the performance on the racetrack. And, um, you know, we, like I said, we know who we are at front row. We're still small. We, we still, um, you know, we have a big, big gap to fill, you know, to those big teams like Hendrick and, and Penske and uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. But we're getting pretty close every weekend. And, and we know that there's some areas that we still got to improve. But, you know, all the, that support and partnerships helps us to be able to build better race cars and, and have a better shot on Sundays. Okay. I, I want to ask a question about, uh, follow to what Dale said, about what winning brings you. Um, and, and listen, I grew up walking into stores and seeing my dad advertising STP and watching Dale Jarrett on commercials and all that. It was always another driver. It was never me. It was another driver. I walk into Love's and there you are, a life-size car. I see gas trucks, fuel trucks running up and down the highway. You are everywhere now. What does that mean to you as a driver when you walk in and you say, that's me, that's the Daytona 500 champion, that's me in the Love Stop? I'm still getting used to it. I feel awkward. <laughs> but, you know, it's so great to have a partner like Loves, right? That's a big brand. And and if you think about it, just, you know, just being transparent, we're a small team with a big brand, a Fortune 500 company on the on the race team. And they've been with the race team such a long time and such a, you know, intricate part of, you know, who Front Row Motorsports is. So to be engaged in everything that they're doing, you know, in stores and on the road and all that, it's it's really special and neat and um, you know, I think more than anything, it's just it's just a testament to Bob Jenkins and you know, um, put a lot of his own money into this program so that we could get a chance at being in victory lane and it's paying off for, for all of us. Well, Kyle, Kyle asked you about becoming more well-known and well-seen. We came on showing your new commercial. Yeah. So tell us about the commercial. Was it fun doing? Is that something you, you enjoy to, to do? And is it, uh, is it a lot of work? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, carparts.com is, um, has been a great partner. And what I enjoy the most is not everybody knows my personality. I'm kind of a silly, goofy guy in general. Um, but at the racetrack, you don't see that because you're all business and, and that's what it's all about. And so they let me have my, you know, a little bit of freedom to just have some fun with it, which has been great. And, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a long day and there were a lot of takes, but we had a lot of fun doing it. And, um, I think it turned out great. Listen, um, Silly, goofy guy, bring your fourth chair on down here and you can be on Motor Mouse <laughs> any Monday or any, any, any Wednesday. All you got to do is bring a chair, man. We'll, we'll welcome you in here. All right. Sounds good. I'll take you up on it. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Michael. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Good job this weekend and good luck in upcoming races. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.
Well, I mean, look, not only is Michael run yeah. well at Daytona and Talladega, yeah. I, they haven't run quite as well lately, but early in the year, it was, yeah. I mean, every time you looked up, there he was yeah. running with, with the guys you wouldn't expect to see that, young, that little team running with. Yeah, I, I, look at, I looked at, and, and we talk about it a lot. We, we talk about it in the bus at the racetracks. You talk about it on TV, is momentum. That was a prime example. If you put momentum and looked at the definition, you had to put Michael McDowell and Front Row Motorsports um, beside, beside that, especially the first part of the year, because they wanted people to know Daytona was not a fluke. We can run up front. We can compete with these guys, and they did those first few weeks. Yeah, and that question that you had about looking ahead to the playoffs and how do you get yeah. through that first round? And then Michael had a great answer, you know, that some opportunities that are out there here uh, that, that are coming up for them to gather some uh, not only stage points, but but possibly playoff points yeah. that they could carry through and, and have in that, especially in that first round. Because, as you said, a couple of those tracks in the second line up very well for him, and, and he could navigate his way right on through and, and become the team and driver that everybody's yeah. looking at once again uh, after the Daytona 500 win. How cool would that Listen, that's not out of the realm of possibility after watching the first seven or eight races <laughs> this year. So that, that would be... An, that would be an incredible statement for the sport of NASCAR, that a team like that, a team financially where they're at and what they've overcome to get to where they're at to continue to move into play. What they've always wanted. Yeah, you know, what they've always yeah, wanted. Exactly. What NASCAR's always yeah. wanted. And I, I think a team like that, they're smart yes. to play priorities. Yes, yes. Right? yes if, they are. If Michael McDowell yes, is are. my driver and I'm a smaller team, I'm going to build the best yep. race cars I can possibly build for Daytona Talladega and I'm going to build the best possible cars I can for the road courses. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to lean on him and say, okay, well, I don't know how to do anything else. This is the best we know how to do. Yeah. And you, you, you know, you both know you yeah. can't do everything right. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So, you know, so narrow your focus and really focus on that. And, and for all we know, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, they, they got off like that it. hot start and, and maybe they said, you know what, let's throttle this part of our program back a little bit and put some more effort into this because they could make it. I'm telling you, if if they could find a way, we see it in the Xfinity races all the time. We haven't, because of the limited tires, we see it all the time. You go to a race where the tires run off of it, and somebody will pit. And it's yeah. going to completely mess them up for the end of the race, but they're going to go get a stage point. Yeah. And that's, exactly. that's things yeah. that Michael McDowell and his team could be looking at. And yeah. find yes. a way just to get a point here yeah. or a point there. Even if it messes you up for the yeah. end of the race, so what? Go that's get it wherever point. you can get it. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, Good stuff. We got Ricky Carmichael. The oh, switching to two wheels. Yeah. Oh, two yeah. wheels. Let's do it. Two? What? Is that two or is it three? I don't know. I don't know. And not where's, that, where's that Met Julep kid? Ricky Carmichael will <laughs> be back with kid. us when we come. He, he, uh, he's, that, the motocross race is crazy. Yes, it has. Nuts. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All 
All right, we know NASCAR is going to be in Kansas, and we're going to be watching that. But check out all the other racing that's happening on the networks of NBC. IndyCar has a doubleheader in Texas. Then some two-wheel action as MotoGP will be in Spain for the Spanish Grand Prix. American Flat Track is in Atlanta live at 4.30 Saturday on Track Pass with an encore presentation the next night. And Supercross will be crowning three new champions in three days out in Salt Lake City. Wow. That's a lot of racing, guys. A lot of racing. Well. This is Monster Energy AMA Supercross. It's been a long time since we've seen the 250 East. This championship picture has already been shaken up. Christian Craig has a big crash in practice, and he's not going to race tonight. Can Colt Nichols get it done and win this title? He cannot lose more than two points to Joe Shimoda. 250 main event. Joe Shimoda looks over his shoulder, and he's going to get it done. The first of his career keeps the title alive. Here we go. 450 main event. Ken Roxon he's got to maintain first place position. Oh, he's oh my down. gosh. I don't know if he was feeling the pressure. Marvin Muskin wins his first main event of the season. Cooper Webb, the points leader second. What do you want me to do? You know, I, I, I try my best out there. It's not over, but obviously it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> wow. Of action. I was so excited to talk to Ricky. I was trying to get him to talk before we <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say after watching that. I'm speechless, man, after watching all that. All right, Ricky, how about, uh, how about Cooper Webb, man? He is, he is right on the cusp of winning that championship. He's been incredible all year. Yeah, he surely has, and you just you just go to what what he's able to do. I mean, he is he is tough. He'll put the screws to you. He messes with you on and off the track, and uh, really, I mean, he got a little bit of, got a little gift there um, from Ken Roxon going down, and I just you, you just got to think that the pressure was mounting. I'm sure that Ken saw uh, Cooper coming into third place and uh, probably making a little bit of time. But nevertheless, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a great season. Ken Roxon has had a fantastic season as well. And uh, anything can happen, but uh, anything short of a catastrophe on uh, Cooper Webb's part, uh, I think Coop's got it uh, in the bag. And, um, you know, I just really appreciate what he's been able to do. And uh, to come back and get that number one plate back from Eli Tomac uh, says a lot about uh, Cooper Webb. You, you talk about Roxanne. He has looked really good the last couple of races, maybe better than Webb has at that point. But you've been in this position before yourself. And so I know we all know from driving four-wheel cars, and, and, of course, you know that too, but trying to protect a lead and not make a mistake to let someone catch up, how difficult is that in that world? Well, DJ, that's a, that's that's great. It's it's very very difficult. And another thing too is, I mean, you guys know this. Uh, your spotters in, coming in your ear saying, "Hey, this uh, guy that you need to beat is catching tenth or two a lap." Uh, it, it's crazy how that pressure mounts, and it's harder to hit your marks, and you don't feel as relaxed. And like that 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 crash we saw right there from Ken Roxon, you hardly ever see that guy crash in race situations. In the last two weeks, he's done that when he's had to race the race, especially in Atlanta, pretty much in the back. So it's incredibly hard to do. And there's only few that uh, are strong enough mentally to, 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 to rise to the occasion in those moments. And when I saw him crash, when I saw Ken Roxon crash again, and I hate to be hard on the guy, but I feel like that's, you know, our job is to tell it like it is as an analyst. And he just buckled, you know, and I, I just I, I just go back and I wonder, you know, when when you're crossing sections and he's he's seeing out of his peripheral vision, 
Cooper coming, I, I wondered if that played a part. And um, it just, like, he went down in that corner. It didn't even look like he attempted to save it. Didn't look like he was dabbing and uh, his foot to try to save it. And I, I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. But nevertheless, um, yeah, he has looked good. There's no doubt about it. But it uh, doesn't look like he's going to be able to close it out, unfortunately. Well, Ricky, we, we love having callers. And we have a caller. I'm sure they have a great question for you. So yeah. go ahead, caller. Hey, guys, this is Albert calling. Man, first of all, Ricky, uh, it's just great having the GOAT on, man. You won 12 championships, and Dale Jarrett's won some championships. So I just, my question to you guys is, how does it change your life? Because three guys are going to win a championship Saturday. How does it change your life as a champion? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, you're exactly right. We're going to be crowning three champions this weekend, and it's really championship month on NBCSN and uh, all of NBC. So uh, a lot to uh, a lot to be watching, no doubt about it. But uh, you know, I think it just gives you a, 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 a accomplishment feeling that you're like you've worked your whole life, you sacrificed so much. Your parents, whatever it might be, uh, I know everyone's different situation. However, that that's what means the most. And when it has it, when it has time to set in, you you look back and you reflect on what it took to get you there. At least that's what it was for me. And uh, you know all the sacrifices that you make as an athlete, as a driver as well. Um, you know what goes into it. You know how hard the crew works, and uh, it just it all comes back. It makes full circle. So those are the thoughts that I think about, and uh, just it's it's it just makes you feel so happy inside, and and like all that work and sacrifice is finally worth it. Yeah. Well, He's oh a my. champion on these uh, telecasters, yes, man. Yes, you, you are, man. Great job. Yeah, you are. Incredible. Really good. You're um, the dipster. You That's know, it, man. You, you guys know, and, and I really admire what you all do. I really do, and I study you guys, and uh, I, ha I have a lot of respect for all of you all on that panel right there. So uh, I, I take little tidbits from what I've learned from you guys, and, and, and nothing replaces laps, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been working hard and doing my doing my homework, but at the same time, when you get those reps, it surely helps. And of course, when there's a good race, it certainly makes us look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, it's been it's it's been fun. I'm gonna tell you right now, you guys need to tune in. You need to watch that showdown, that East East West showdown. You know, there's a lot of pride on the line. These East Coast boys want to show the West Coast boys they're better, and <laughs> vice versa. And uh, we got a lot of rookies, a great crew, uh, great crop of rookies this season. So uh, that's that's going to be the, the the race to watch, no doubt about it. Well, thank you, Ricky. Right. Thank, thank you, man. Well, trust me, we're watching you and learning from you too. So yes, we are having a good sure. time. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. You have a, a great show, and uh, we'll be tuned in. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. See you, man. All right, yeah, man. so. So uh, three champions going to be crowned yeah. this weekend. Yeah. That's incredible. But Kansas, we don't have a lot of time, but who you got winning? Who do I have winning? You know what? I, I'm, I, I'll go with Denny. I, I, he's got to just break out. Give me something. Give me something. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Okay, so I'm going to cross out Denny because that's who I have. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm going to say our second two-time winner is going to be Ryan Blaney. Ooh, oh, I like that. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, Ryan's that's been good, good on a mile and a half. That's He's been good. really good. Uh, I'm going out on a limb, 
And I can't believe I'm saying going out on a limb. I think Kevin Harvick and his team, I think they wow. together this week. They haven't shown it all year. A huge year. statement. Well, huge a, statement. They need it. They got to show it. Yeah. Ronnie Childress was very vocal saying this is a very yeah. big weekend. So yes. I'm going with Kevin Harvick and that. And they're too sure. good to keep down this. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, for I sure. Right. For sure, man. So we'll be back Monday and we'll find out yeah. which, if any of us were right, any <laughs> one of us was right. Thank you guys for joining us. Great time. Join us back on Monday. Uh, Motor Mouse will certainly be running our mouse on Monday. Come join us. It's officially grilling season at the Home Depot. So don't miss Memorial Day savings on grills happening now so you can celebrate with a backyard barbecue for the whole block. Step up your grill game and serve up a feast with the Next Grill 4-Burner Gas Grill with durability to last summer after summer. On special buy, only $199. Get ready for a whole summer of entertaining at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.